Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 256 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. This week's episode is an interview with my oldest son, Parker. Parker is entering his senior year academically in college at Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois. He actually has two years of athletic eligibility left because of COVID if he wishes to continue to play baseball after this upcoming 2021-2022 season. Parker is a left-handed pitcher for the Wildcats. Let's listen to Parker as he looks back on his view of his recruitment, his academics and athletic experience throughout the last three seasons, and he gives some advice to you as a high school student athlete. Parker, thanks for coming on. Parker, tell us about your plans your senior year, both academically and athletically. Um, for my senior year, I'm wrapping stuff up academically. Um, such a graduate uh, with uh, my major in economics and minor in business and legal studies this year uh, for my undergrad. This fall, actually, I'm uh, through the school doing an internship program that's going to count for class credit. So right now, currently looking uh, for where I'm going to do that, I'm hoping somewhere within the finance industry, and then going to use the uh, winter and spring to just finish up anything I need to do, any class I need to take along with just uh, some electives. So I might kind of explore different areas and stuff that sound interesting in those last two quarters. And then uh, athletically, you know, looking to uh, have a good year next year, already starting to learn from last year and build up and um, get better and hopefully next spring um, have a good year. One of the things with Northwestern is uh, they uh, have quarters. So uh, tell us what quarters are. Yeah, so normal schools, um, a lot of schools around the nation just have the two semesters. We actually have uh, four quarters. Uh, they're 10 weeks. Uh, so the first quarter is in the fall. So that's whenever we get there in September uh, until Christmas time. And then starts again in January to spring break. And then after spring break into the summer. And then there's a summer quarter. But the main three are the, the fall, the winter, and the spring. And how many classes in a quarter do you normally take, Parker? So I've done maximum four. Um, most student-athletes take four, and then usually during season, I only take three. Um, I put myself in a good position where outside of the internship quarter this fall, the other two, I'm going to be able to take three. Um, it's just better during season um, because it's lighter workload compared to the four um, classes. So that's what the typical year looks like. And you took some summer classes your freshman and sophomore year that kind of took a load off during your baseball season, didn't you? Yeah, correct. Uh, so both, I've taken two summer classes, one going to my freshman year and then one in between my freshman and sophomore year. Those often are a wider, uh, lighter workload, so they're not as hard as in uh, the regular school year. 
but they've also put me in a position where whenever season comes, I was able to not take as many classes or throughout the year, if I was in a more difficult class, I was in a good position to drop it and it not hurt my eligibility or not be on track to receive my degree whenever I wanted to anymore. One of the things that you did along with some of your uh, teammates and your recruits in your class is you went up the uh, summer before your uh, freshman fall fall semester and got acclimated on some classes and acclimated around the town and acclimated uh, on campus. Um, That worked out good for you, didn't it? Yeah, I thought it was good because like you said, out of the, I think seven guys in my recruiting class coming in, I think we had five of us around campus that summer. Um, It was good just because one, we were able to meet everybody, all the upperclassmen, all the administration, academic advisors, coaches, et cetera. And then we were able to be around each other and just gain experience both on the campus, how to handle the academics through the one class that we had, and then also jumpstart athletically, whether that was uh, training baseball or in the weight room or other aspects. Um, We were able to get started before a lot of other people that weren't on campus in the summer. That was actually back in the Stone Ages when you could actually go to class and not just do classes online. Yeah, hopefully uh, this fall we're back on um, in classrooms and on campus. This year's this last year everything was online and it was just different. Uh, it was probably one of the most difficult uh, academic years I've had, just because online learning is so much different than in classroom, and you really have to pay attention at all times, even though there's more distractions uh, while sitting in your room compared to having to be in the classroom where you're uh, confined to listening to the professor. Well, and that may be part of the bit new business world that we go into. So, uh, so hopefully that will be good training for you uh, in the next couple of years and as you get into your career. Yeah, I, I've definitely seen it. Just wrapped up an internship. So, and it was all online. So I feel like it was prepared. Just this last year's preparing me just sending emails and communicating with, pe- communicating with people, not in person. I feel like that's a skill a bunch of people have developed within the last year just because of the pandemic. Let's jump back into the recruiting process. Uh, Parker, what was the hardest part of your recruiting process, if you can remember back that far? I'd say just waiting. Um, I mean, it's it's a not knowing where you're going to go or who um, is going to offer you is, I mean, that's hard. Like, you don't, you don't know where you're going to end up or where the next four or five years of your life is going to take place. So just that waiting game is very, very difficult. But once you figure it out and once offers come in and then you get the chance to decide based on that, that's really fulfilling and worth it. What was another stressful part of recruiting? Yeah, I just say not knowing who was there. Like you can you can email coaches all you want, but ultimately you might not know if they're watching you or not. So that was a very... Uh, stressful part is you could go and have a good game and no one saw it where then you can go and have a bad game and you have three coaches watching you so that's that would be probably the stressful part is knowing that sometimes you 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 have to bring your a games a game at all time because sometimes coaches are watching sometimes they're not yep what was the highlight of your recruitment you know, probably my commitment day. And whenever I finally announced that I was going to Northwestern, that was one of the biggest days of my life. And that was one of the best one. It's very exciting. Everyone, you know, you get a lot of congratulations and 
um, then you start figuring stuff out. And so that, I mean, that's a highlight in general. And then visits are always fun. And just knowing that you're wanted definitely makes you feel good because of all the work that you've put in prior to that is coming to fruition. And you you finally get to uh, know where you're going and the place that wants you. The day that Northwestern's pitching coach came to watch you pitch, you knew he was there, right? Yeah. So it was kind of weird. We were up in Chicago playing and we were actually up sightseeing in the Sears or Willis Tower whenever Reynolds first called me. So we were, we were up in Chicago and uh, sightseeing and do all that whenever I first got the call saying he was going to come to my game the next day. And then it was soon after that where I was quickly on campus and everything happened after that. Like you said, you have to perform whether you know whether coaches are there or whether you're just sending them video, you've got to be uh, have your A game at all times. Yeah, definitely now, especially where the you're seeing a lot more video get sent out, especially with COVID where coaches aren't traveling. They're looking for video, whether it is in stats coming from your coaches or different organizations that are doing that. So everyone's now watching all these organizations are videoing you at all times. So you got to be able to, you know, play at a high level at all times because eyes are always on you now. So Parker, what do you like best about college, both academically and athletically? I mean, it's easy athletically. It's just like combination of the experiences, getting to go place, go places, play different teams, see different areas um, travel and then also just teammates, you know, you, you make bonds with guys that you're going to be close to the rest of your life. So that's probably the biggest thing. And that's something that is exciting whenever you're going in is just getting to meet new people and really be around the guys that you are going to be close to for the next four years and many years after that. So I'd say that's probably the biggest thing that I've enjoyed, uh, athletically and then academically. It's just, you, you find out what you really enjoy. I went into school as an intended biology major. That didn't last very long. I quickly switched over to econ and I figured out that's what uh, I'm good at and something that uh, I'd like to pursue a career in. So just college, I believe, academically gets you outside of that bubble um, in high school and ch- really challenges you to figure out what you really enjoy. Outside of baseball, what lessons have you learned that might help you after you graduate? This might connect to, to baseball a little bit, and it obviously helps, but like to do well, you just got to work your butt off at everything, whether it's school, athletically, just really anything. Like You're only going to get out of it what you put in. So if you, if you don't take the time to sit down and study and do your homework, like obviously stuff's not going to work out, and it's the same thing in the real world. If you don't do your stuff you're not going to get that promotion or in, you know, worst case scenario, you get fired. So college, I believe like when you're away from your parents, away from people to really lock you in that you've been around your whole life, college makes you do that to yourself. And that's a big skill to learn in the real world and something that's going to help you future be very successful in what you, whatever you want to do and whatever you end up doing. You want to have fun in college, but it's important to surround yourself with high-level and driven people, both academically and athletically, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like I've had such a good support system at Northwestern, and they really, the academic athletic department really provides a lot for us and makes sure we're 
were on point considering it is such a high academic school and just like the coaches do a good job making sure we're on top of our schoolwork first of first and foremost because if we don't perform in school we were not eligible to play so obviously they want to make sure that everything in the classroom is all right and along with you have other guys that are holding you accountable because of the same situation, like your team, and they're not going to perform to the highest level they can if the, you're missing a player. So that support system going around, guys holding each other accountable, coaches holding you accountable, and then along with the athletic academic support staff is a good combination to make sure you are getting everything done. Parker, I'll brag on you. You've made academic all Big Ten the last two years. Is that right? Yeah, that is. <laughs> Why didn't you make it your first year? Uh, freshmen aren't eligible. <laughs> there you go. Other than actual coaches, Parker, what person on campus has helped you the most academically and athletically? Probably the biggest help ever since I first stepped on campus has been my academic advisor. Um, her name is Felicia. She's on call at all times, um, helps me schedule uh, meetings with her all the time, makes sure I have all my stuff together, deals with helping me th- to travel and just really make sure that all of our houses are in order. So she has a certain group of guys on the team that she, she keeps in touch with at all times. And, you know, whether it's, if you fail a test, you can give her a call and she'll help you like decide if you should drop the class or keep the class or how it's going to affect things. And even, you can even talk to her about baseball or whatever. You can just lean on them. And I'm sure most schools have, that support staff with an like academic advisor, but she's just been such a uh, big help uh, for me just with whatever I need, both academically and athletically. I can just let her know, pick up the phone, text her and get answers pretty quickly. Does she work with all baseball players or just a certain number of players or athletes? Uh, She has a certain number of baseball players. So there are multiple academic advisors in the, in the um, group, but she, she also does other sports, so she doesn't only have baseball players, um, but I'd say she, she has a lot of guys um, around my age. So I'd say she has probably 10 baseball guys and then also other sports. Uh, so there's multiple different people have different acad- academic advisors, and I, I really like Felicia. I think she's the best one selfishly, uh, but all of them are good and have uh, helped out everyone on our team. Parker, do you have any other uh, college advice that uh, we can pass along to the high schoolers that are listening? Uh, one, it all starts with academics. If you're not eligible, you're you're not going to play, obviously. But also, once you become back eligible, there's the stigma that you know, you're not a good student, and that might translate over to the field or whatever you play. Is like my coach always says it best. He's like, if you don't have your house in order. How are you going to, how are we going to be able to trust you on the field? So that's, that's number one is just having your stuff together, both academically and within your personal life. And the second is just don't expect anything right away. Um, Don't expect innings. Don't expect to be on the field playing time. You, you know, you might be the top dog in high school, but once you get there, there's guys that are four years older than you that you have to compete for. And that's what it is. It's a competition every day. And so you can't take time off. You had a very normal freshman year in baseball season. Then your sophomore year got canceled because of COVID. And then this season uh, was weird because of scheduling 
and you and many other players didn't get as many innings because of uh, all the weird scheduling and the, and the COVID. Uh, so things can change, and, and that's a big life lesson uh, that things don't always go according to plans. Yeah, you can't you can't uh, take anything for granted. If you're out there, you gotta make the most of it and just cherish every opportunity. And I think that's what this last year and the canceled season the year prior has really shown a lot of people and opened people's eyes that what they have can be taken away really fast. So you you got to make the most of um, every opportunity and have good experiences whenever you can. Well, Parker, you are my first returning interviewee, and I appreciate all the information and the insight that you've given. Good luck as you head back to campus this fall. We're looking forward to watching you play again. Any final words for the Recruit Me listeners? Enjoy getting to play, getting to play in front of people again. Uh, I'd say that's one of the biggest things that uh, we really like to do now and really cherish now is just getting game to play in general. So enjoy it. Um, enjoy the experiences and thanks for having me. Last week's Athletic Scholarship Podcast episode 255 had item number two and item number three from the recruiting checklist that is found in the Athletic Scholarship 24 month planner and journal book written by John Fugler, the Recruit Me founder. You can get the 24-month planner and journal on Amazon or by emailing me at brent at recruit-me.com. The book is only $20 and has the recruiting checklist plus 300 pages of helpful ways to plan and record your recruiting process. In review, item number one on the checklist is select the right schools to contact. Item number two is build your introductory packet and questionnaire. And item number three, produce your video. So this week we highlight item number four on track your communications. Under item number four of the checklist, you can do and check off these essential to-dos. Number one, build a contact chart. Two, use columns for the school, the coach, the coach's phone numbers and emails, what items you sent, what video links you sent, the contact dates, and some notes. Number three, journal your interactions with the coaches and to the coaches in the contact dates and notes column. Number four, prepare questions to ask coaches. Questions about athletics, academics, college life, and financial. Tune in over the next four to five weeks to get the rest of the checklist items. Or take advantage of the start of summer special and get the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System and the Athletic Scholarship 24-Month Planner and Journal. Both of those for only $127. Go to recruit-me.com and click on the new Recruit Me 3.0 tab. When you purchase by clicking the Get Access button, you will get the Recruit Me 3.0 available to download and use immediately. I will mail you the 300-plus page planner and journal after your purchase. Get this special now. This offer ends July 12th. Thank you for listening and join me next week for episode 257. That episode will walk you through the Eligibility Center and how to navigate getting through this step of the recruiting process. See you next week.